Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriot. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. We are pre-recording today's show today, so you will not see me live because tonight we are teaching at uh, in Tampa, Florida, at the uh, at 1201 North 50th Street. I don't know why I'm showing you this because by the time you see this, we'll be already there. But you know, if you're in the area and you see this at 6 p.m., you can run out the door and see if you can catch us at 6:30. Uh, we'll be talking about the election chaos and government overreach today. And so because we have the class, you know, at 6.30, we have to, can't be doing the show and the class at the same time. So uh, there we are. And I always like to tell you guys up front when we're going to, when this is a pre-record, because I know the chat room gets used to speaking to us while we're we're uh, teaching and if i'm here teaching and you're speaking to me and i don't answer you sometimes people get all bent out of shape and are you ignoring me chrisanne is so rude and she doesn't answer us well it's because i'm not here and i know it says live when it comes out but, but that's because that's the way we uh that's the way that things run through the network right it broadcasts live but many of you watch after the broadcast anyway so you're watching it recorded so just to let you guys know what how things are running and uh, where we are today, Liberty Tour is not stopping because of the holidays. Uh, well, I guess technically it is. We're not teaching any classes over Thanksgiving, but uh, we are teaching all around it. So here we are. And Liberty, Liberty must be diligently vigilantly protected because tyranny doesn't take a vacation as a matter of fact you know if you're if we're honest about how things operate if we really really do a check and on on how things go how many times have we seen the greatest pieces of tyranny broadcast by our government happen while during a holiday when people aren't paying attention you get the big drops during uh, Black Friday or the big uh, bombshells right before Christmas Eve or whatever that is because the people are with their families and they think that they're going to get a few days break before the backlash starts. And if they get a few days break before the backlash starts, then they can go ahead and plant some new chaos to override and, and cover up what they did before. And then the people will be distracted by the planned chaos and never even see the the tearing bomb that was dropped on the people through legislation or inaction or mandates or executive orders or however it goes so that's kind of what today's show is about it's about turning on the critical thinking cap it's about understanding that this is about principles and not about party and really, really figuring out what it's going to take to make it right. What's it going to take for us to do what we are supposed to do and be successful for future generations? Because remember, 
It really isn't. When we're preserving liberty, it's really not about us. Uh, it's really about uh, future generations. It's about making sure that our children are free, making sure that we leave a better, more liberty prepared tomorrow. We're not really doing a very good job of that right now. <laughs> hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we're, we're not doing a very good job with that right now. So I think we can do better. And I mean, even if we were doing a great job, we could do better. So I just wanted to sort of give you guys a chance to get settled in the room. I wanted to bring this up to you, a little question there from Rodney Howard Brown. If Kamala Harris believes she is vice president-elect, why hasn't she resigned from the Senate? Just asking. I mean, isn't that a really good question? If they are so sure that they've won, why hasn't she resigned from the Senate? Well, you know my analogy that I gave you last week about the whole football thing, right? If you know you've just made a penalty and you know that there might be a way you can get away with it and not be called on it, you know, avoid that challenge flag. You're going to hurry up and hike the ball because once you hike the ball, the flag can't, the challenge can't be made. Well, in this case, convincing, declaring, demanding that we actually already have a president, even though the real vote has not cast for president yet. The count of that vote has not taken place. Everything at this point is merely speculation, projection. Hurry up and declare is like hurry up and spike. Get the whole population convinced that you have a president already and then Maybe everybody will just say, hey, it's just easier just to have a president. It's just easier to have a president. And the consequences of changing it now will make things worse, and there'll be chaos and maybe violence, and, you know, we want peace, and how bad would it be if we just, we just accepted Biden as the president? I mean, we've got the Senate, so they're not really going to be able to do anything. And then at midterms, we can get a real big push. We can get the House, and then in four years, we can get the president, and then all of a sudden, the game plan is let Biden be president, because it actually works out better for us, because then at midterms, we'll get a House and a Senate majority, and then people will be so sick of Biden come four years, we can get a Republican president, and then we will have a Republican president, Republican House, Republican Senate, we'll have a supermajority everywhere, and then the Republicans win because then we do everything. And the Republican that you might get in four years might not be Donald Trump, which makes the establishment happy, right? So they push in an establishment Republican candidate that everybody's going to love. Who knows who it might be right now? In four years, they somehow convince Trump not to run in 2024. I'm just I'm just laying out a scenario for you that's I, I can see being proffered to society as the solution to all of this. Seriously, if somebody comes to you and says, you know, well, what damage could Trump, could Biden actually do in two years? He won't have the Senate, which means 
you know, they won't get the laws passed that he wants. And everybody knows you have to have the Senate to do appointments. So they won't be able to stack the court uh, without the Senate. They know that. So it's actually not that bad if Biden's president, because then we'll have a momentum at midterm. We'll get a House and a Senate. And then 2024, we will win the presidency with a House Republican, Senate Republican, President Republican. Just wonder when that narrative is going to start bumping through. Because they'll be like, it's actually a win. We actually want to make sure that, that we have this possibility. Because uh, guess what? The alternative of overturning the election now means we could have chaos and violence. And we don't want that. So it's not that bad to have Biden for two years. Because once we have Biden for two years, then we'll have the House and the Senate, and then Biden won't matter. I'm just saying. I've been doing this. I'm not a prophet. But Alexander Hamilton said, experience is the oracle of truth, and where its responses are unequivocal, they ought to be held to be sacred and conclusive. Patrick Henry said, I have one lamp by which my feet are guided, and that's the lamp of experience. I know no way to judge the future, but by the past, we can know human nature and make some pretty accurate predictions. And if they don't say it out loud, I guarantee you somebody's already thinking it. So just watch. Listen. Learn. Keep your head together. Put on your critical thinking hat. I want to talk to you today about the truth about these shutdowns. Truth number one, we shouldn't be shocked at the movement to reignite the shutdowns. Everything, everything in June, July, every, every message was, well, you should be ready. There'll be a new wave. This, this will come back in the fall. Of course. Of course it will come back in the fall. Not in reality, mind you, but it will come back in the fall because they need a reassertion of power. They need a reassertion of fear because it's all about the vaccinations and all about control, right? So you burden the people with closures right before the vaccination is, is released. You burden them with oppressive regulations and rules like masks and this, that, and the other. You burden them with that. You overload them. You get opposition. You make it as miserable as possible. And then you create the solution. The vaccination will fix it all. Come on, people. It's the Hegelian dialectic. Create the crisis so that you can offer the solution. Look. The mask is it. But we can get rid of the mask with just a little vaccination. Just once, go get a shot. It's not that big of a deal. And all your troubles will be over once you get the shot. 
Because once you get the shot, it's no big deal. We also have people tracking wristbands that are coming into Europe. Wristbands that can't be taken off once they're put on. People tracking wristbands tested to enforce lockdowns. Up to 50 residents where in, in Bulgaria will be given the device that can record their movements during using GPS satellite data location. Come on guys, this is like an ankle bracelet. Once they put it on, they can't, you, you can't take it off. Well, I suppose you can with the right kind of scissors, with the right kind of, you know. Anything can be removed. But like an ankle bracelet, somebody in the government's going to be alerted that you took it off. And don't be surprised if you get a knock at the door. And by the way, if you don't have your your coat your 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 vid bracelet, then you're not going to be able to get in and do whatever because now you don't have proof. South Korea and Hong Kong have been using the electronic trackers to help enforce quarantines. Called Comarch Life Wristbands, developed in Poland. People found to be violating quarantine rules in South Korea can be ordered to wear a tracking band. The device was introduced after people were caught leaving their smartphones at home to avoid detection. The band alerts authorities if the wearer leaves home or tries to remove the device. Right now, there are orders in place that are supposed to be talking about having everyone in Ireland introduced to this. Belgium, Poland. If they get away with it there, they're going to try to do it here. It's not going to be presented the same way here in America because we don't think that way. We don't have CCTV government, you know, openly recording every step, every move that we make and we're on the streets. I mean, cameras do that, but in Europe, they know it and they actually like it. The majority of people. But in America, we don't have the majority of the people that like being watched by government yet. So they, they're there. They just don't tell you that they're there. So the wristbands will be sold to us under the guise that, hey, guess what? This will make travel easier for you. You don't want to wear that mask anymore? Then wear your wristband. And it's proof that you're free. You're immune. You're vaccinated. And if you take it off, the officials will be alerted. Where's your due process 
for your new house arrest because that's what that is in America. You wear an ankle bracelet in America when you are placed on house arrest. But under the criminal justice system, that's generally speaking after due process. When you have been subject to a trial by a jury of your peers found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt and you are sentenced according to the rules of due process, which means you have the right to face your accusers. You, you have the right to bring witnesses forward on your behalf. This is completely, totally, entirely outside of due process. And they will look first for voluntary submission. Which, if we look at the record, shouldn't be too difficult these days. Because the cold hard fact truth is this. Not a single governor, not a single county commissioner, not a single mayor shut down a business, a church, or an assembly. Why? Because not one of them has the authority to do that. Every single constitution at the state level in America has a provision or a doctrine that reserves legislative power to the House of Representatives. To the lawmaking body. And when these people are is issuing orders with the intent to be enforced as law, they are violating your state constitution in a way that makes them per se unconstitutional. The governor, the mayor, not issuing laws here, people. These are the executives. And when they do, it's a violation of separation of powers. James Madison said that's the most violent attack on a, on a constitution on liberty. Because when you have the executive writing laws and enforcing laws, when one person, one body of people have, have, the law, have the authority to make and enforce, you know what that is? That's called a king. And we specifically created separation of powers at the state level. If we're honest, we did this to ourselves. The only thing that shut down anything was a voluntary compliance. Now, you wanna stop the pretended orders? Refuse to comply, it's the only solution. Peaceful non-compliance is the only peaceful solution at this point, right now. Because if you don't, you've lost everything. There's nothing left to fight for. If you shut down and wait for them to decide you can reopen, you must understand, after JC's lesson on Friday, you must understand the whole purpose of this is to drive the private business owner out of business so that the only businesses that remain open, the only businesses that can afford to remain open are the large corporations who will join themselves in an unholy marriage with government. And then you have corporate socialism, right there. This is the purpose, to drive private business, small business owners 
out of the markets. It's the first step to eliminating private property rights. Seriously, private business owners, small business owners lose their businesses. What else do they lose? They lose their homes. Who else loses? Their employees. When their employees lose, what do their employees also lose? When their employees lose their job, what do their employees also lose? Their homes. All of these are, are, are examples of private property. The whole purpose is to the elimination of private property. Private property loss replaced by government assignment. Do a little history. Do a little USSR history. See how this works. Why have all why have the majority of our farms been conformed into corporate form, farms? Why is the private farmer now the the endangered species, the family farm? The small family farm is now the endangered species. They're now corporate farms. Because the large corporations get bailouts from government. Mom and pop don't get bailouts. They can't wait around for the bailouts. So, how do you keep operating your business? Right, so I have this question here. Most small businesses I've entered who are enforcing this stuff told me that the health department could remove their business. This is from, this is a question that was posted to me on Instagram. Could have uh, told me the health department could remove their business license for health violations. Can someone continue to operate their business without a license? Yes, they can. Will they be harassed by the government? Yes, they will. Will they be threatened by the government? Yes, they will. But let me ask you something. Critical, logical thinking here, liberty thinking. Did the health department start your business? Did the health department give you your business? Did they give you the, the capital for your business? Did they start up your business? Did they give you the idea for your business? Did they give you all of your employees for your business? No. How can the health department take what they did not give? The power to take actually relies on a on, on a pre-established authority to give. I don't have the power to take if I didn't have it to give. It's about ownership. Who owns your business? The health department does not own your business. This is why I have been teaching now. For 10 years, government licensing of private business is not liberty. Government license of private business is government tyranny. When the government gives you a license, a permission slip 
to own what you already own, to do what you already own. These things are formulated with what our founders called faculties. They come from your mind. They are your property, your, your intellect, the product of you. It is your ownership. But when government gives you, requires you get permission from them to own what you already own, you're admitting you don't own it. They do. And this is the proof. Businesses refusing to shut down because they're afraid they'll lose their license. If that's the case, if you are staying, if you are closing up your shop, if you're afraid to stay open, I don't know if I got that backwards, but let's just correct it. If you are afraid to stay open because you don't want to lose your license, you must just simply resign yourself to, to understand you have adopted a slave fiefdom submission subservient subject intellect. You are now owned by government because your, your ideas are owned by government, your business is owned by government, your ability to provide for your family is owned by government, your right to secure your property is owned by government, by a piece of paper permission slip that you're afraid to lose. If they take, if the health department says we take your license, does, how does that affect you? If you own your business, if you own your property, how does that affect you? Keep your business open. Well, we'll shut off your water. Carry your own water in. We'll shut off your electricity. Run generators. I had somebody say, well, this isn't true, Chrisanne, because... They're issuing fines. You know what? Fines don't shut down your business and fines require compliance. They issue you a claim for money. What if I walked up to you and said, I'm issuing you a piece of paper. You owe me. $37,000. If you don't pay me $37,000, you have to shut down your business. What authority do I have to issue a claim on your $37,000? Did I make that $37,000? Did I have anything to do with you making that $37,000? Neither did the health department. Neither did the health department. This is our opportunity to make a difference. This is our opportunity to break free from government licensing. Licensing doesn't make your business any safer. Licensing doesn't make your business any cleaner. Licensing removes your property rights. And that's the bottom line. Well, what if they put us in jail? Well, what if they do? See, here's the bottom line. Somebody's going to have to decide. Somebody's going to have to decide what's important. Because it's either worth something or it's not.
Liberty only comes through sacrifice. So why Jefferson said, I prefer the tumult of liberty to the peace of servitude. Liberty comes at a sacrifice. We do what's right because it's the right thing to do, not because it's safe or comfortable. And America was not formed by people afraid of legal fees or even afraid of going to jail. And back in those days, jail wasn't like our jail today. So they had a greater threat than we have. They lived under a kingdom. I mean, like on paper, legally kingdom. Our founders formed America. They stood for what was right when it wasn't comfortable, when it wasn't safe. And they did the right thing in spite of the threats. This is my Instagram channel. Let me show you. I just give you some quotes here. So you have Patrick Henry, give me liberty or give me death. Samuel Adams, no people will tamely surrender their liberties nor be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. Oops, sorry. Mercy Otis Warren, I have my fears, yet notwithstanding the complicated difficulties that rise before us, there is no receding. May nothing ever check the glorious spirit of freedom which inspires the patriot in the cabinet and the hero in the fields with courage to maintain their righteous cause. John Adams, liberty must be supported at all hazards. If, if you don't have it in you, don't try. You've got the New Jersey gym owners. They had it in them. They said, shut us down. We're, we're not closing. They issued a fine. They said, fine, we're not paying it. Okay, you put us in jail. All right, put us in jail. We're not shutting down. When we get out, we'll open back up again. While we're in jail, our friends will open up for us. This has to be a community thing not a big community even you don't have to have the whole state you don't have to have a whole town you just have to have enough people i mean you can do it alone it's just not as effective if you do it alone i mean that's what shelly luther did in dallas she did it alone and look at the difference that she made on her state level fear is a choice that's what all these threats are. They're, they're fear, to instill fear. I'm afraid to lose my business. Excuse me, if you're operating your business by a permission slip from government, you've already lost your business. It's already gone. I'm afraid to go to jail. I'm afraid of getting fines. It's fear. Fear is choosing comfort over principle and rights. Courage is doing what's right. Living by principle despite being afraid. JC has been saying this for a very long time. We have a courage crisis in America. We don't have, our constitution crisis is because of a courage crisis. Our education crisis is because of a courage crisis. 
We need to be a people that are willing to take a stand. I don't know about you, but my my platform, my my strength, my foundation is in the wisdom and knowledge that I get not only from studying, but from my faith. I'll share this one with you. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will uphold thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing. That is a promise to me and a promise to anyone who operates by faith. Those words shall mean there is no other choice. It's how it has to work. So when JC and I have been teaching this and preaching this now for 10 years, we do so because this choice was already given to us 10 years, 11 years ago. 11 years ago, we were given the choice. Stand up for what you believe in or give in to fear and keep your job. 11 years ago, we said, no, we'll stand with God. And what consequences be as they may, we are going to stand on principle. We are going to stand on rights. Why? Because it's not mine. It belongs to my child. I want to pull up this, this quote from uh, Alexander Hamilton. This is actually a post that I made in 2015 on Facebook. I think that I may copy it down and post it again. Liberty is not something that you purchase for yourself. It is a gift that you may must pay forward. Here is the wisdom and then decide. Posterity, John Adams writes in 1777. You will never know what it costs this present generation to preserve your freedom. I hope you will make good use of it, for if you do not, I shall repent in heaven that I ever took half the pains to preserve it. Alexander Hamilton. Is it not better, I ask, to suffer a few present inconveniences than to put yourselves in the way of losing everything that is precious? Your lives, your liberties, your property, your religion are all at stake. I do my duty. I warn you of your danger. If you should be so if you should still be so mad as to bring destruction upon yourselves, if you still neglect what you owe to God and man, you cannot plead ignorance in your excuse. Your consciences will reproach you for your folly, and your children's children will curse you. Again, mercy Otis Warren, I have my fears, yet notwithstanding the complicated difficulties that rise before us, there is no receding. Why is there no receding? She tells us, may nothing ever check that glorious spirit of freedom which inspires the patriot in the cabinet and the hero in the field with the courage to maintain their righteous cause and to endeavor to transmit that claim to posterity, even if they must seal the rich conveyance to their children with their own blood. 
Thomas Paine, if there be trouble, let it be in my day, so my child may have peace. What is more important to this generation? Comfort? Safety? Security? Power, political influence, wealth? It's time for us to decide. Our comfort versus the liberty and freedom of future generations to come. See, I know what they did. For them, it wasn't just words. The sacrifice that they made is more than Americans have made uh, on a domestic level, on a personal level, a very, very long time. That's why I believe that it would be an embarrassment. It would be disgraceful to comply with these laws that pretend to have authority to remove my right to life, liberty, property, freedom of speech, freedom of press, the right to peaceably assemble, the right to worship God according to the dictate of my conscience. See, all those rights flow from my inherent right to defend my inherent natural rights. And I know the sacrifice that was made that I can live here today and I can talk to you right now over this media airwaves at least for a little while longer so the stormtroopers don't come pouring through our doors and to give up now to submit to all of this now remember what john adams said posterity you'll never know what it costs this present generation to preserve your freedom I will hope you will make good use of it, for if you do not, I shall repent in heaven that I ever took half the pains to preserve it. These are the times that try men's souls. And the summer soldiers and the sunshine patriots will shrink from their duty. This is just the beginning. But at some point, the decision is going to have to be made. I'm just ringing in my ears these words that JC and I have been saying for 11 years. Make the decision when it's on your terms. Because you will have to make the decision even when it's not. 11 years ago, we made the decision on our terms. I don't regret any of it. I have watched my God be there so much, so often, so big, right when I need him, before I need him, more than I need him. And if you've given yourself to Christ, I mean wholly and completely and submitted yourself to his will in your life, you will not be abandoned. There's a promise that cannot be broken. Because my God cannot lie. In 11 years, he's not only never lied to me, but has shown me big and amazing things. Do I think you need to be a Christian? You have to be a Christian to have liberty, to appreciate liberty? No, I don't think you have to be a Christian to 
appreciate liberty and want to fight for liberty. But I believe that your courage will not be as great until you know, number one, the source of your liberty is is God number two that he's made promises to you that he cannot break and number three those promises are a promise of victory I have no fear I have no fear strip me of my home I have no fear I have a promise that I will have a home find me I have no fear I have a promise that that money will be provided Throw me in jail. God will meet me there too. And the ultimate, that's not a threat. That's a promise of home. But I believe that I will, nothing is going to happen to me beyond what I need to complete the mission that God has given me here. And we need that courage. You need that courage. Because I just told you a few things. Donald Trump is not going to save you. And if Donald Trump is not placed back into the White House, all is not lost. We are not a lost people if Donald Trump is not our president. Because it's never been about Donald Trump. It's always been about the personal vigilance our personal duty to future generations to preserve our own liberty. And we have to come together as a people. We have to come together as a people. Because that's the only solution. So I hope that today's show informs and inspires, ignites in you a passion to make that decision. What's it going to be? Because that's the decision that has to be made today. What's it going to be? Summer soldier, sunshine patriot, or a generous parent who says, if there be trouble, let it be in my day so my child may have peace. You will not fight for the right when you can easily win without bloodshed. You will not fight when the victory is sure and not too costly. You may have to fight with all the odds against you and only a precarious chance of survival. But there may be even a worse case. You may have to fight when there is no hope because it's better to perish than to live as a slave. Who do you want to be? How do you want history how do you want our future to remember you through history? What kind of words do you want our children and our grandchildren to use to describe us? These are the choices to be made today. These are the choices America has been making for over 244 years. Nothing has changed. The promise is real. The liberty is yours. You simply have to decide. Through fear, are you a subject? Or through courage, are you free? Choose you this day.
Because the choice you make will be a reality that you create for future generations. 